Hello and welcome to a new episode of Sports Star Talk Time. My name is Vijay Lokapalli. My guest today is an idol of mine, Dr. Narutam Puri. At 73, life is not laid back for this veteran journalist commentator. In the capacity of being a doctor, he is part of the frontline efforts to tackle the coronavirus pandemic in India. Before that, for over 3 and a half decades, Dr. Puri was the voice we associated with sports broadcasting and radio commentary for cricket. He joins us today to discuss his illustrious career and experiences, the evolution of the game and its coverage over the years and much more. Please listen in. Uh, welcome uh, Dr. Puri. Uh, you have been a legend for uh, journalists of, uh, of my era and uh, we have grown up, actually grown up and understanding cricket from your commentary and then in later years with some wonderful interactions with you, you have been a great, great teacher. and uh, this is an interview and a podcast for sports star and the hindu sir and um, we would like to uh, we request you to share your experiences mainly as 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 a radio commentator because you were our eyes uh, we we saw followed the game only through your words and then also a bit about your love for cricket and how you sir, uh, some of your early memories so if i ask you sir your earliest memories of cricket you know when it was a very a very non commercial sport right vijay thank you very much uh, it's uh, always a pleasure interacting with you and uh, a very happy uh, coincidence that uh, you called me on a day when i was just uh, going through some of the old recordings of don bradman and uh, the various greats of australian cricket and just looking at youtube because there's very little to do otherwise at home yes sir uh, i think uh, radio commentary as you've described uh, today is not as popular because of the availability of television but uh, let me just remind everyone that uh, 1922 was the first ever radio broadcast of a cricket match and it was for charles bannerman's uh, testimonial that was the first time that radio was used to broadcast uh, a cricket match yeah and the commentator and the commentator was a gentleman by the name of lionel watts five years later uh, sx versus new zealand game was uh, broadcast and the commentator was plum warner the former england player yeah and uh, for some reason after that uh bbc did not pursue it very actively uh 1934 is the first time that uh, uh a match was uh, broadcast in india from bombay jimkhana uh, it was uh, i think pentangular or quadrangular between uh, uh mohammedans and parsis and uh, bobby taliar khan was the commentator my association <clears throat> with the cricket commentary uh dates back to 1948 because my father uh was chosen as one of the commentators for india west indies series and uh, i believe i watched that match from my mother's lap but <laughs> obviously i have no memory of it yeah. uh, no memory of it i was too young to remember it uh, but from then onwards uh, cricket and uh, cricket commentary became uh, a kind of a dining room conversation for me because my father had played uh, uh, for india one unofficial test match and 
plenty of Ranji Trophy, Pentangulars, etc. And uh, uh, so cricket was in the family. My uncle, that is my father's younger brother, played Ranji Trophy too. And uh, it, it was kind of uh, fodder for a young person's ear to always have cricket being discussed. And obviously, one started falling in love uh, as one started playing it as well. And during those days, uh, my father was still playing Ranji Trophy. Uh, and uh, he, he represented five states. And then, you know, you, you tried, you, you got to meet a lot of cricketers uh, who were greats of their own time because they were friends of my father and you drop in at home. And so was the case with some great commentators like uh, Barry Sarbadikari, Pearson Surita, and therefore, uh, uh, you know, my love for the sport continued to grow. Um, Hindu's uh, sports uh, chief at that time, SK Gurunathan, Guru Uncle as we used to call him, was a frequent uh, visitor to our house. And uh, I think this love for uh, cricket, the love for reading about it, writing about it, and describing it, uh, subconsciously entered some part of my brain and rem remained active. And uh, I got an opportunity to go with my dad to the All India Radio Studios. Those days, a lot of sports broadcasts used to take place. Yeah. And uh, it was, they were 10-minute durations. A uh, lot of people will not know about what is called the General Overseas Service, GOS, as it is called, yeah. which uh, broadcast outside India. And uh, there were also sports broadcasts at uh, prime slots like 9, 9 p.m. And therefore, one started learning how to control the number of words within that time span, a span that was available to you and to be able to express what you wanted to express within that time frame. Also, the value of time when to start, when to end. So I think uh, these were important life lessons as well. And uh, I, guess, I, I guess I was lucky in being able to uh, see this, watch this, hear this happen right in front of my eyes. And because of uh, the fact that uh, I guess I was always available in All India Radio <laughs> uh, during the sojourns that my dad made there, uh, I guess uh, when an opportunity came, uh, when they were looking for a scorer, it was a London schoolboys team visiting India, and All India Radio was doing a, a broadcast of that match, that I was booked as a scorer. So that was my first uh, paycheck as a schoolboy, 15 rupees per day. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, also a great opportunity to watch a match from where I became very accustomed to watching, that is from the commentator's box. And uh, it sort of grew. And uh, before I realized it, uh, I'd got too deeply into it. I was good enough to uh, play up to the university level, uh, schools, and uh, but being a medical guy, cricket those days, which used to be four and five day matches, uh, and cricket couldn't go hand in hand. So it gave me an opportunity to kind of 
stay connected to the game, uh, even as a doctor. But uh, I couldn't pursue it as a player beyond the university days. Yeah. Of course, club cricket remained remained active for me. So the association has been there right throughout. Now, to the point of, uh, uh, you know, what what were my early uh, learnings from it? I think uh, we had some really great uh, broadcasters available. Yeah. Uh, I will make a distinction between a broadcaster and a commentator. You know, this uh, a broadcaster was usually somebody I would describe as Melville DeMello, Ajasdev Singh, you know, who would describe an event. But a commentator, particularly in the con context of cricket, became what was uh, rightly described by BBC as ball-to-ball -ball commentary. So it wasn't storytelling. There were one-odd commentators who were uh, storytellers, but they were not ball-to-ball -ball commentators. An example that comes to mind is Vizi, Maharaj Kumar of Vijayanagar. Yeah. And I spent a long time with him in the commentator's box. He used to have his personal scorer, in addition to the scorer that All India Radio provided uh, to the other commentators. And the job of that scorer was to hand over a coin in the hand of uh, Vizi, and the hand was always kept under the table. And he will put a coin into Vizi's hand and Vizi will describe first ball of the over. He could not say first oh. because of, I think, the teeth. And it was first ball of the over. And then he'll go into describing past events, etc., etc. Meanwhile, as the game is going on, and suddenly you got to know uh, from a sentence like, meanwhile, two wickets have fallen, 15 runs have been scored. <laughs> so that was that was one style of broadcasting but BBC defined it as ball to ball commentary because it allowed the non-spectator sitting miles away to not only get the flavor but to get an accurate description of how each ball was bowled each delivery was uh, defended or the ball was stroked away where the fielder's wall was. And therefore, uh, I would make this distinction between a broadcaster and ball-to-ball -ball commentator because the ball-to-ball -ball commentator needed to have at least three major attributes. One was an ability through his words to create a word picture, to create a picture through the use of his words. There were no television. The yeah. second was uh, the ability to have a command over the language because you couldn't be doing a, a, and searching for words. Uh, therefore, you had to have that fluency of expression. And the third was a decent knowledge of the game because cricket is a highly technical sport. You can get away with lesser knowledge in some games as a ball-to-ball -ball describer because some games you cannot do a ball-to-ball -ball commentary. For example, table tennis. It's just too fast. And uh, having had some experience of doing radio commentary in table tennis, I can tell you it's impossible to do a ball-to-ball. -ball. But uh, cricket is ideally suited to have this ball-to-ball -ball description. And uh, I think uh, 
this was one of the great things that happened uh, as a learning that if you had these three attributes of knowledge of the game, the command over the language, and an ability to create a picture through your words, you could be a good commentator or a good ball-to-ball uh, -ball describer. Yeah. Uh, so, that, that, that was not necessarily true when I migrated to uh, television because the picture was already there. Then the principles changed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sir, before I probe you further, I remember once you told me, I'll just take you back to your medical days, you told me once that how you would smuggle in a transistor to listen to the commentary during classes. Is it true? Yes, it is. Uh, sadly, <laughs> it, it is true. Uh, those days, transistors was relatively new. Uh, initially, they were very large, so you couldn't kind of smuggle them. Then it, they became smaller and smaller, and it was possible to put it in your coat pocket, <laughs> lie down at the back of the class, and put the transistor to your ear, because those days there were no earphones. And I'm talking of 60s, so... Uh, I was in a medical college and uh, when important matches were going on which one couldn't miss and there was no television of course and uh, I, I remember one tennis match uh, particularly in which I missed the entire lecture and uh, that was uh, India versus uh, Brazil and it was Ramesh uh, Ramanathan Krishnan who came back from two sets down or the next day and he beat Thomas Koch in five sets and uh, so I, these are memories which are etched in a part of the brain all thanks to the description uh, by the radio broadcasters and commentators who brought it home to us yeah before before I go any further I would also like to Vijay yes. uh, permit me to just say one thing. Please, sir. Please. All these, all these games for several years were dominated uh, by English commentators. So whilst com uh, commentary became popular and universally accepted, and you know, during those days, tea stalls would have blackboards displaying scoreboards and radios blaring, uh, where people would be gathered outside cinema halls listening to or in parks, listening to commentaries. But I think what really took the uh, game of cricket from streets and lawns into the house was the use of uh, regional and Hindi language commentaries. So when commentaries started happening in uh, Hindi, in uh, Tamil, Telugu, Bengali, Marathi, I think the game really spread uh, deeper and deeper inside the homes. So from uh, outside the home and streets to the drawing rooms, from drawing rooms into the kitchens, literally happened because of language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sir, um, uh, before we, we go further, I wanted to remember your first international match and how did you prepare for it? Because I know your preparation was awesome, even during your... Uh, uh, much after you had been, uh, uh, you have been an established and very popular commentator. Your your homework was awesome. Your preparation for the match. Well, um, Vijay, I think uh, two reasons for it. Uh, one is that you know those days we didn't have initially 
when during our days we didn't have uh, what were called statisticians i was one of the first uh, people to did who did television statisticians job in the very first match that was telecast live 1966 board presidents 11 versus gary sobers west indies that was a very first time uh, a match was telecast live in india and uh, my father was the commentator in english jogara was the commentator in hindi maharaj pate uh, singh uh, rao gaikwad was the expert and i was the statistician but those days there were no computers so every statistic had to has statistic had to be compiled and what i realized was that for ranji trophy games and most of the test matches except one odd in bombay where you had the ananji dosas and the later sudhir vaidyas and then hr gopalakrishnan in bangalore various uh, statisticians started coming up but the early days of my commentary starting from 1971 we didn't have statisticians so you needed to have this kind of data available to you to be able to fill in those gaps where they were required and to particularly provide information during those phases when nothing was happening on the game for example if rain had occurred and you knew it was a passing shower then what do you do i will not name the person but i have been in the company of one commentator this gentleman was doing hindi commentary who read this score card three times oh my god because he didn't because he didn't know how else to fill the time oh and and uh, the, the producer of the program couldn't take us back to the studios because we knew it was a passing shower it will go so uh, that was one reason that you needed to have facts second i think is i realized that uh, by nature i wanted to have a little more information uh, about everything that possibly could be related uh, than anything else it later helped me create the sports quiz and conducted for 18 years on doordarshan but but this was a natural thing i was fortunate in in the sense that i had a decent memory and uh, majority of the things when you are in love with something you tend to remember so a combination of these occurred but there was never a day when i went for commentary and i had not done a homework like a student uh, for f- anything around 1 hour uh, the night before the match yeah and and sir uh, how do you think has the commentary evolved uh, worldwide not just india the radio commentary um, because one it's a very powerful medium i mean india people don't realize abroad overseas in all cricket playing countries uh, radio commentary is is very very popular so how do you, how, how much do you think it has evolved i think uh, that's a very good question uh, as i said i think uh, part of the popularity of the game of cricket has uh, owes uh it to radio broadcasting at least in the initial years before television came it was the only medium and even when television came the reach was pretty limited and even now i would say radio commentary has a great role to play uh what has happened in all over the world is that uh, like for example the test match special of bbc it it has maintained a certain standard and so what attracts persons who listen to you are uh, uh, 
that you are able to develop this rapport with the listener through the use of i described to you the uh, prerequisites of being a good uh, commentator uh, that you have them and secondly you need some kind of a persistence what has happened uh, historically in india other than with bobby taliar khan who dictated that uh, if he is doing the commentary nobody else will commentate and he was the only commentator uh, this changed of course in 48 but uh, uh, after that unfortunately all india radio became a little too democratic so people who were good were often clubbed with people who were indifferent or less than good and it was a democratic kind of a distribution that everybody will get two test matches each even during my career this is what happened irrespective of how you were rated by the audience research unit of all india radio or television later so uh, what happened was that that degree of connect that was necessary for the commentator to develop with the listener did not occur where it did occur like for example jasdev singh and hockey then it was a long lasting one but if you notice this uh, this wouldn't have happened if jasdev was not himself not working for all india radio if he was an external person he would have also got two matches and then somebody else would have been fitted in so what you will see as a constant let's take test match special as a as an example or abc radio is that you will find the same people whom they have proven over a period of time to be the best that are available being given the entire series to cover so for example in uh, uh, the great names that come to mind are uh, john arlott trevor bailey brian johnston for from uh, bbc special later of course christopher martin jenkins and uh, in abc you have uh, alan mcgillray michael charlton and uh, uh, lindsay hasett so there was a there was you know it's kind kind of like having amitabh bachchan dilip kumar and raj kapoor all together and you have decided that these three are the best and therefore they will continue and that didn't happen in in india uh, i'm not very much in touch with all india radio now uh, but uh, and i rarely listen to it part of the reason is that uh, i think standards over a period of time have uh, fallen uh, but part of the reason for that is because i don't think people are that much serious about radio broadcasting uh in india it's a sad sad fact but i think the specialization element the love that was there earlier uh in the powers that be at who take decisions about these isn't there or if it is there i i don't know much because i i have kind of disassociated myself with it yeah and sir your personal liking or i may say equation or appreciation association with some of the fascinating commentators you have shared the mic with or maybe you have enjoyed listening to them oh if i if i were to uh, say listening yes i would get up at 5 in the morning uh, 
try and find enough reception to catch uh, ABC Radio and listen to Alan McGillray. I thought he was superb. He was outstanding commentator, and uh, he and Lindsay Hassett to me made uh, made a great impression on my mind. Those are from Australia. Uh, from uh, UK, I think that raspy, uh, very intelligent, uh, uh, and a very how should I say distinctive voice and descriptive appeal of John Arlott is from BBC was something that I enjoyed tremendously. I also li liked uh, Brian Johnston, particularly for, for his voice quality. But if I were to uh, say who were the two who appealed to me the most during my growing up years uh, from the international community, I would say John Arlott and Alan McGilbray. Uh, those days, of course, experts used to be separate from uh, commentators and Lindsay Hassett would be more like an expert, uh, just as Jimmy Swanton or uh, Trevor Bailey were on uh, BBC's Test Match special. Uh, from India, uh, obviously, I was influenced to a great extent by uh, my father, uh, Berry Sarbadikari, and Pearson Surita uh, during my growing up days. Uh, one reason was that all three of them had played decent level of cricket. Uh, Pearson Surita and Berry Sarbadikari had played up to the university, uh, very slightly more. He was a wicketkeeper, and Pearson Surita was used to bowl left arm spin. And uh, but the language was outstanding. My father had, of course, played a higher grade of cricket, but uh, again, language was something that appealed to me. And their ability to understand what did the public want uh, was very important. And they, they quickly grasped the fundamentals without having any guidance at all. And these three had the greatest influence on in me. As uh, I started getting uh, into the commentator's box more often, there were some from my father's era who had also done commentary with him and then they did with me. I had a very high regard for Anand Setulwat. I think Anand was a terrific commentator. Uh, from uh, South India, I had the pleasure of doing commentary with two who did commentary with my dad too, Balu Alagnan and uh, Anand Rao. Both were very good. I thought Balu was underrated. Balu was a very good cricketer, and if memory serves me right, he captained Ranj the Tamil Nadu uh, Madras then in um, Ranji Trophy. I thought he was an underrated commentator. I liked him a lot. A thorough gentleman, and uh, so was Anand Rao, a very, very thorough gentleman. Uh, so th the other person who I thought had a lot of knowledge and uh, uh, whom I liked quite a bit, with whom I did commentaries, uh, was Dickie Ratnagar. Dickie's um, repertoire was large because he was essentially uh, a journalist who also did radio commentaries. And uh, since he was very widely traveled, I think his knowledge base was extensive. So those would be the ones that uh, left a very deep impression on me and I have very fond memories of that. One other last name that I would like to remember uh, would be Raj Singh. 
Raj Singh did not do commentaries with my dad, but he did with me. We went on the tour to Australia also together. And uh, Raj Singh, of course, was very knowledgeable, uh, had a good voice command, nice uh, uh, language skills, and was genuinely a cricket lover. Yeah. And sir, a few more questions. Uh, one is, sir, in your opinion, attributes of a good radio commentator? I mean, would it be voice or would it be a voice modulation, as they say, or, or knowledge of the game, addiction? Uh, it will be best if you can tell us, sir. Yeah, so I, as I said, those three attributes are a must. Uh, first of all, knowledge of the game. Second, command over the language. Third is, uh, of course, uh, you know, ability to create a picture through your words. But the two attributes which are difficult to define uh, are number, uh, number one would be a love of the sport that you are describing. You must actually be romantically involved. I would put this as nothing short of that. Yeah. You, you have to be really in love with that particular sport that you are doing. If you played it to some level, that's great. But uh, that's, that's important. The second thing is, uh, particularly in earlier days, now it's not so important, was a knowledge of uh, the principles of broadcasting. Because those days, uh, you know, you didn't have soundproof rooms where you were broadcasting. And you had mics which were uh, used more in, uh, you know, marriage functions and all. So later on, the label mics, the um, lip mics came into being. But, uh, and there were no computers to, you know, drown out the voice or improve the voice quality, etc., etc. So you had to learn when to keep quiet when the crowd was shouting. You are not to shout beyond the crowd. So when does the crowd sound merge into the microphone that is called the effects microphone that takes over? So those were things that were handled by an, an engineer who was sitting in the commentator's box behind us and he was increasing the volume and decreasing from one mic to the other. It was all manual. So you had to know what kind of a mic you were using, what kind of a surrounding you were in. This came with experience. I learned a lot about these things because I, I used to observe these uh, during the earlier days from 50s onwards that I used to be in the box. And uh, secondly, I, I learned a lot by watching and actually querying a lot of these things from one of the greatest broadcasters India has produced, Melville DeMello. Yeah, yeah. And sir, I know this will be very tough for you to pick, but can you, for us, pick the most memorable moment of your career on the mic? <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that's... <laughs> You've got me stumped here. I certainly can remember a moment uh, which was both very memorable in a way, yes, uh, but also very embarrassing. Uh, we were in Melbourne in 1981. I think it's just turned 81. It was the 1980-81 series. Uh, Gavaskar was the captain. And we had lost the first test in Sydney in about two and a half, three days. And uh, we barely survived at uh, Adelaide 
thanks to the heroics of uh, uh, Sandeep Patil, supported ably by Shivlal Yadav. Sandy had got uh, 166, 76 or something like that. And in Melbourne, I remember Vishi Vishwanathan. Vishwanath got uh, 100, 112. And uh, then Kapil took 5 for 28 in the uh, final innings with a very badly injured uh, tie. And uh, India went on to win that match and level the series. Uh, we hadn't done much of uh, anything of note in Australia. If you take aside those two wins that Bishan Bedi's side had, but then Australia was uh, not at full par. But uh, this was a full, side, full Australian side. And to beat them in their own back backyards and square the series was a great opportunity. So uh, we were in the stands and uh, I happened to be the uh, commentator along with Raj Singh in English. Ravi and Jasdev were the Hindi commentators. And I'd also shared the mic for a bit with Lindsay Hassett and, uh, uh, for Radio Australia. And, uh, and then came that moment which uh, I didn't realize when we won and uh, uh, I was wearing a red pullover and I probably subconsciously stood uh, from the, uh, my sitting position with the mic in hand and I was shouting away, giving this news home. And at night I saw the highlights and uh, there was a Richie Benno describing in one succinct sentence and there goes an excited Indian commentator giving the glad news back home. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest commentator of all times on television, as far as I'm concerned, and had this to say about me. <laughs> I'd always prided myself, uh, like most of my generation did, that we were impartial observers of the game. It was India versus Australia. It was not me, me versus you kind of thing. And, uh, but, you know, uh, those were different days and you felt very, very sad or ebullient in your moods, depending upon how the team was doing, because you were more or less a part of the team. I felt a little bit more because uh, uh, those days no doctors used to travel, so I was unofficially very often consulted by the players. And I remember... Uh, that morning, Yashpal Sharma coming to my room and saying, uh, Doc, come and have a look at Kapil's thigh. So I had a look at his thigh and it was pretty bad. And I told him that I don't think you can play. And he said, no, I'm going to play. And uh, he did, picked up 5 for 28. Gavri, I think, think had taken a couple of wickets uh, the fag end of the previous day. And we won that test. So that's uh, definitely lot of memories and good memories. There are many such ones, but uh, that stands out partly for my own fallibility and being caught on the camera, as also for the satisfaction of India having uh, beaten Australia and, and leveled the series. And sir, again, this is going to be tough because I, I'm going to request you to pick one batsman and one bowler whom you have enjoyed, relished, describing uh, uh, on the radio? Oh, that is very difficult. I have many favorites. Yes, sir. Um, I, I, uh, 
maybe a few if not one sir maybe <laughs> see when i was a kid i um, uh, and and i happened to have watched also my favorite was neil harvey i'm not a left hander but harvey uh, was uh, a terrific player in my eyes i saw him get 100 in delhi and i fell in love and uh, i i think uh, uh, there are certain moments which stay in your memories because of certain reasons uh, subhash gupta's leg spin googly vinu mankad's uh, uh, all round displays against new zealand uh, these these are what memories are made of chandu borde uh, just about getting 100 in each innings in a test in delhi with vijay manjrekar uh, the fracture coming to bat to aid and support him uh, forgetting what happened to the uh, test match result we were only interested in what whether uh, chandu got his second 100 of the match or not uh, but if i were to uh, say which which are the batsmen that i really would uh, pay to watch uh, i mean i'd love to watch bishan bedi bowl you know yeah. uh, he was poetry in motion uh i mean from the sheer poetry of it yes uh he was so smooth so relaxed in the way he enjoyed his game uh, it it was very endearing a person that uh, strangely and this this shocked me as well when i said this on television uh, a few years ago uh, a person i'd pay to go and watch would be varinder sehwag uh you know with the way he just he just blasts the hell out of uh, bowlers and the consistency with which he has done but uh, if i have a i have a weakness for people who are uh, pro- probably a little more doer and uh, a little more uh, defensive i thought sunil gavaskar by far was the best opening batsman that i ever saw not on film but the best that i ever saw uh, from the perspective of uh, the load that he carried the uh, the attitude that he had and it was a pleasure to describe uh, sunny uh, but what gave me greatest satisfaction in describing were the square cuts of uh, vishy oh. vishwanath yeah uh, and and if i were to continue in the same way i think a person who i i'd love to uh, love to watch and love to uh, see play more and more would be rahul dravid i mean yeah. a lot of people will say sachin sachin is great of course but uh, rahul i think never got the due that uh, he should have got because he played at the same time so there are plenty of people i mean all over the world there have been some terrific players and i've been very very fortunate in getting to see them i mean a lot of people would not know these names but in 1960 pakistan had uh, people just talk about hanif but i thought saeed ahmed was a terrific player uh, but people who know him saeed ahmed was a precursor to what you would call yusuf yohana but uh, terrific player and uh, uh pleasure to watch but i think uh, every era produces its own greats and uh, all over the world 
you will have certain class people. I mean, the on-drive of Greg Chappell was a thing of beauty. Yeah. And, uh, so there are so many that you would love to... Uh, sometimes uh, it's difficult even to remember, but uh, it's, it's, it's been a very long innings for me, starting in 71. And um, very few people know about your singing talent. And I was among the few, among the privileged ones to have attended a concert of yours um, where mm, you, you just, you surprised me. I mean, I had never known that you sing so fabulously. Why did you not pursue? I mean, why did you not uh, have regular concerts? You sang so well, oh. sir, that evening. <laughs> no, no, no. I think... Uh... You do a great disservice uh, to. I, I am no singer. I'm just just an ordinary person who loves music. Uh, it's. Uh, I have done a few concerts, yes, but I've learned uh, some ghazal singing and some semi-classical from the Ligharana, and uh, it was my ustad, my guruji, who insisted that uh, I should do a performance and. Uh, I've done a couple of them, but I sing basically to please myself, uh, not uh, for public consumption kind of thing. Uh, but music is something that is uh, a great, great love of mine. And uh, I would love to listen particularly to old Hindi film songs and to ghazals. And uh, uh, some, sometimes in small groups of family and friends, I do sing, but uh, I've stopped learning now. I'm 73 and there comes a time when one must retire. Yeah. But thank you. Yeah. Yeah, sir, that was fabulous. <clears throat> and sir, I just I have left with two more questions. One is, sir, how do you pass your time, uh, uh, one, and you connect with this, with this game which you have loved so much? Currently, how am I passing my time? Yes, sir. I mean, say, last couple of years. Or currently, of course, every, oh, all okay. of us are confined. Uh, well, well uh, being a doctor, uh, uh, both a practicing doctor as well as a hospital administrator, healthcare management, in healthcare management for the last quite quite a few years, has kept me very busy with work. So, uh, the, so although I'm working part-time, but I'm still occupied uh, three quarters of the day five days a week at least. So that's one and easily answered. The second part is, uh, I, I forgot what were you asking. Sir, connect, connect with the game. Ah, connect with the game. Well, you know, cricket, uh, I would say was my first love. And uh, you, you never forget your first love. Never. It isn't a game to me. It is life. The way uh, a fielder is moved squarer four yards to the right at gully and this mid-on is dropped five yards back carries to me a lot of messages. You, you, I, I start thinking, like, I guess cricket is like a game of chess. And that's why I enjoy test cricket so much because it's a battle of wits, it's a battle of... Uh, attrition it's a battle where you can come back despite being down for some period of time which the faster versions of game don't allow i mean it is it has everything that life has how is it that 
somebody is dropped three times and gets a hundred and somebody uh, gets a beauty of a delivery the first ball that he faces and gets out and never gets to play a match again that's again life that is how you see in life as well people keep on getting opportunities till they make it big and others fail once and are never given an opportunity so there is a there's an element to me of a spirituality or something like gods i i know i'm sounding foolish but that's the degree of love that i have for this sport and it has been there with me i don't know why but from as long back as i remember sir and my last question and a very personal request this is for our young listeners uh, who have who don't get to listen to radio commentary these days sir if you can just do it for us how would you welcome the listener when the producer would connect with you in the commentators box in say melbourne and then how would you take us back to the studio when the last ball has been bowled your discussion has been over and you have read out the scorecard <laughs> well, it's, it's a personal request sir please well i it's very difficult to do you know it reminds me of what tiger once told me yeah tiger patodi was a good friend and a senior uh, i i have nothing but uh, praise for that man uh, he was very helpful to me uh, tiger was once asked by all india radio to judge you know be the judge of how good a particular commentator was yeah. it was by the audience research unit and he since this conversation occurred while the two of us were in the commentator's box and this gentleman uh, was asking him whether he could do it so he says yes i will do it provided that i am also sitting in the ground and watching the match when this is happening and listening in not that you record 5 minutes and uh, make me listen to it in the radio oh yes so uh, so of course uh, they didn't do it and he didn't uh, kind of start in judgment and he he was absolutely right unless and until you are there and uh, that that feel that you smell that grass you are a journalist yourself for so, so many years of distinction behind you you know what it is yes sir uh, that that smell of the earth that smell of the grass that uh, that that atmosphere gets to you so without that it's very difficult so what we uh, during our days there were lots of do's and don'ts uh, you used to get a sheet of paper yeah. as to what you could or you couldn't say uh, at that time it's kind of stymied you uh, to a considerable extent but uh, it was uh, after all a government of india undertaking and one can understand that there had to be certain sops laid down uh, i think it it was basically you have to be yourself yeah um, the idea idea is that you must not forget what are called the fundamentals of broadcasting that is the use of the mic how how much is the ambient noise level around you the second thing is that when you are greeting or you are taking somebody back to this thing you are leaving them with information yeah because remember radio the thing is that everybody is not able to work here every single moment so in between breaks while you are uh, you know maybe taken a coffee break 
you are listening to 5 minutes of commentary so if you are in that space that you are able to judge these things that the person will need every 2 to 3 minute an update of what the score is who's batting on how much etc then this is a very important exercise it might appear repetitive but it is very important to realize what does the listener want it's like the same as a good teacher wanting to understand not to show his knowledge but to understand what does the student want from him what level is he so fundamentally it's very easy so all you, all, all that you got to do is put yourself in the listener's shoe and then describe what will be the situation in the beginning all obviously you were, you're going to say good morning welcome to so and so ground uh, it's the third day of the match it's a lovely day the skies are blue and india got 213 for three with kohli batting on such and such and etc etc so you do that just as a quick recap yeah whilst the whilst the uh, so summarizing in probably 30 seconds uh, the situation and when you go back you're going to just say that well disaster has struck uh, as far as cricket lovers are concerned it's not only just rain it is torrential rain and it doesn't look any more plays possible with india on 313 for 7 so and so batting at such such score this is batting at such and such score it's been a day of mixed fortunes for for india some of them will go back a bit more satisfied than the others but given the fact that they've batting first having won the toss having 300 on board with inclement weather it's a good position to be in we'll be with you tomorrow morning hopefully with clear blue skies till then goodbye or something like that yes, to sir. that effect yes sir yes sir <laughs> it's fantastic fantastic sir it's been a it's it, i'm grateful that you could spare time because you you i'm i know you have been terribly busy during the these difficult times of covid-19 uh, but thank you very much sir for sparing time for the hindu and sports star it's been a wonderful wonderful journey Uh, uh following your commentary and then of course reading your quiz books uh, watching your quiz shows uh, they were part of the part of our growing years uh, as as cricket lover and then as a cricket journalist so personally very very grateful to you sir thank you vijay and uh, to all my countrymen i would say stay positive but this is one moment when saying stay negative that means covid negative is probably the better way to end the conversation thank you very much for having me